to the Feed You podcast, giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits. Here's your host, Elisa Connor. Hello, welcome to the Feed You podcast. I'm so grateful you're here. Thanks for tuning in. This week, we are talking about, frankly, why your landing page sucks and it isn't working. Uh, You put a lot of time into creating a freebie. It could be the best freebie in the entire world, but if nobody wants it, they're not gonna give you their name and email address, which means you gotta do your due diligence um, in creating a landing page that converts. And a lot of people think that, you know, the landing page is the kind of after piece of your uh, freebie. Like the freebie is the most important thing and the freebie is important, but if you don't have language or certain elements on your landing page, it's your your uh, new leads aren't gonna fill out that form. And if they don't fill out that form, they don't become a lead. And so um, I'm gonna spend this episode talking about the five, or I'm sorry, the three critical elements that you need to have on a landing page in order to get it to convert so that you are increasing your conversions and opt-ins, you're um, getting more visitors to your page, um, getting more people to opt in and going further through your sales funnel, uh, growing your list and um, making sure that those ads you're paying for are working. So if you have any of those problems in reverse, this is the episode for you. So, When we think about our landing page, we're like, yeah, it's just another page on our website. Everybody tells us we need a landing page, but what they don't talk about is that um, that landing page is the maker or breaker of whether or not somebody gets more engaged with your business or leaves and goes to your competitors because those are their choices. And so when we talk about that freebie, Um, A lot of people are like, I'm just going to throw something out there and hope it works. And when you throw that out there with a hope, wish, and a prayer, guess what? You're stuck with an empty basket of hopes, wishes, and prayers Um, because you're giving away junk. People are smart. They know that if you are collecting their email address, they're going to hear from you in the future. So if you're not giving them something good up front, they're not going to opt in. And I have so many people who are like, oh, I have this really great checklist. And I look at it and I'm like, this is not a good checklist. It's not helping. It's all about your business. Um, and people are on to the whole bait and switch thing. They're not going to and give you any additional information if you are um, just going to start selling to them and you're not going to help them solve their problem. And so um, let me be really clear about this. People are not looking for your solution. People are looking to have their problem solved and they want to work with somebody who understands that problem inside and out and is going to help them get to a solution. Your solution is not the solution to their problem. It is the bus that gets them to solve their problem. So what does that look like? Let's let's break that down a little bit. If I need a haircut um, because my bangs are in my eyeballs, and they are too long and I don't want to um, take measures into my own hands and have crooked bangs. I don't need a haircut. What I need is to have shorter bangs and a style that works for my lifestyle. 
Do you see the difference there? A haircut is the vehicle that gets me to the end result. And so if you haven't looked at your business that way and you haven't looked at your customers that way, that may be an eye opener for you. You need to think about what is it that your customers actually want? Because they don't want your service or product. What they want is what your product or service gives them. And so when you're creating your landing page and I will tell you right now, you will 1000% stand out if you only focus on your customer's problems because 90% of businesses don't do that. They talk about themselves, themselves, themselves. In fact, here's a perfect example. Um, I've been doing some training on LinkedIn um, just for my own knowledge. Like I wanted to get a little bit more up to par on LinkedIn. And um, one of the training experts uh, that gave a presentation, her presentation was very informative, but I went to her website because I'm always curious like what people do. The entire, uh, it was more than, so the fold line of your website is where um, the end of the screen comes before people have to scroll to go up. There were three scrolls of stuff all about her. It was all about her. And the very end, I kind of laughed out loud because she's like, now enough about me. Let me tell you how I can help you. And I was like, it's a little late. Like most people aren't going to scroll, scroll, scroll and hear all about you, all about you, all about you. What they care about is all about them. And so um, I just want you to think about that uh, as a pers- as a differentiator for you from not only your competitors, but from everybody else that um, is doing marketing out there. Because the good majority of people and businesses are not putting their customers front and center. So when you're creating that freebie that is going to be phenomenal it's going to solve a single problem it's going to give your customers a quick win Um, you need to think about creating something so good that they would actually pay for it and so what does that look like what does that look like for in your business and one of the best ways to find that answer is to go ask your previous clients or people that are in your um, sphere you know, what's the one thing that would help you be more productive in your business, be, you know, whatever it is the problem is. What's the one thing that would help you the most? And think about this, like whatever your competitors are putting out there for their paid offer, how can you emulate that for free? Because um, when you can give away something that your competitors are charging for, for free, you will get attention. Does that mean you give away the farm for free? Absolutely not. But when you can put yourself above the competition like that and just be like, nope, I'm giving this away for free, people will be like, what, What, what's he doing over there? What's she doing over there? Um, And so whatever you decide to have for that freebie will impact whether or not people opt in or not. Now, you may be thinking, I don't wanna have a download. I don't wanna have a, you know, a PDF guide or a checklist or anything like that. Well, there are many creative ways to get people on your list. You could use videos, you could use part of a podcast episode, you could use, um, there's a million places you can embed that simple little form um, that where you're giving away value that is like a free training or whatever, but you're, you're basically addressing their problem and giving them one piece of the solution. And you don't want to give away the farm, like I said, because then you can't make any money. And I know people that do that too. Um, But you do want to give them enough that they can see some results and then they're like, whoa, that was awesome. What else does she got? Because then they come back and they are more interested in hearing what your other offerings are. 
So that's number one. Don't give away crap, basically. Number two, um, I see this all the time, especially in like the health organizations and sometimes in legal organizations. Um, they try to ask for the moon in information. So let me tell you a little something about people and their information. Um, one, it's very guarded because of what I just reckon, what I just um, mentioned to you, which was, you know, they don't want to give away their email address. They've been spammed enough. Um, so when you start asking for more information, like their name and their address and whatever, every additional field you add onto a form decreases the conversion rate by like, it's more than 10%. I want to say it's like 40%. I don't have the, I didn't write the number down, but your conversion rate will automatically drop if you ask for more than, um, even with just name and email. So people have gotten a little bit more used to giving, you know, name and email. But if you go beyond that and you're like, yeah, what's your address? What's your phone number? What's your blah, blah, blah. That's, it's way too much information, especially that's like going out on a date and saying, hey, could I have your social security number and your checking account number and your, um, you know, your vacation plans for the next three months. And you would be like, uh, no, I'm out of here, weirdo. And it's kind of the same thing. Um, you want to ask for as little information as possible so that you can get them on your list and then start to build the relationship. Because as, as I talked about, there's three pieces to your sales funnel. It's attract where you're trying to grab their attention, um, which is what you would do with your freebie. You'd grab their attention and then you've got their attention. Now you need to connect with them and start to build that relationship, which is what you do after they fill out the form. So once they filled out that form, you start to connect and nurture and build that relationship with your email sequences. And then ultimately you lead them to your product or service where they become a customer. So ACC, attract, connect, convert. Um, so that's tip number two. Don't ask for too much information on your form. Tip number three is you either don't have a call to action or it's hidden, it's hard to find, it's weak. Um, one of the examples that they give in the story brand framework that has always been one of my favorites is that it's like walking into a department store and saying, I want to buy this pair of pants. And they're like, oh, that's great. The cash register is up three flights of stairs in the women's restroom in the back corner of the store. That's where you can pay for them. Who's going to buy those pants? Nobody. Nobody's going to buy those pants. Nobody's going to go through all that effort. And so yet when you are on your website um, or your landing page and you're not making it clear, like, fill out this form, push this button, people aren't going to do that. You have to tell them what they need to do in order to move forward. And we um, are typically really close to our business and we don't understand that not everyone else is as versed in our business as we are. And so we often will take for granted what our customers or potential customers know when they really don't know that. So one of the pieces of advice that I often give to my clients pretty regularly is imagine that you are an MBA in your business and that the people that are coming to you for help are in kindergarten. You need to take 50 steps back from where you are now and remember where you were when you started and use that language and use that um, mental process when you're creating your marketing. Um, so that would be number two is, uh, or number three is to create a call to action that is so obvious that even a blind man wouldn't miss it. Um, you will, you tell them exactly what you want them to do, how to do it and make it super clear. So those are the three things you can do to immediately increase your conversion. Number one, um, to give away something that you're 
ideal target customer community, however you want to do that, the people you want to work with want so bad that they would pay for it. Number two, um, don't collect, don't try to collect, you know, the moon, the stars and the planets on your opt-in form. Simple name, email, that's it. Um, once you get that, you can collect the stuff later when they purchase from you, you can collect the other information so that you have it. If you want to, um, be able to, uh, uh, increase your marketing to them later down the line. And number three is make your call to action so obvious and so easy that the only obvious choice is for them to click on that button and say yes. Um, and then I always like to throw a bonus into these episodes. It's one of the things that I'm starting. So um, the bonus for this episode is there are certain colors that you can make your button on your page um, that will increase your conversions. And I went and did research on this because I was curious as I was building out some websites, you know, what are the colors that convert most often? And so I wanted to share those with you. The colors that convert most often, and you can choose um, a rendition of these colors, but they are red, yellow, and green, which is really not strange because if you think of like all of the different people, um, especially larger companies that have branding, they use those colors. Uh, look at Coke, red. Look at McDonald's, yellow. Um, look at, I'm trying to think of a green um, off the Starbucks, that's <laughs> green. They're all uh, very action oriented, chosen on purpose colors. Um, so you may be thinking, okay, well, those don't fit into my branding. Well, get as close as you can. Um, so perhaps you don't have like a bright McDonald's yellow in your branding. Could you add in something that's similar, like a gold color or a, um, you know, a browner yellow, or if you don't have red as a branding color, perhaps you could choose something that's similar in a pink family. Um, and same with greens. I mean, there's a lot of different choices of green out there, but I just wanted to give you something to think about when you're choosing the button color. Um, and it's okay if it doesn't match everything else on your page because anything you can do to draw attention to that button is going to help in your customer's subconscious and consciousness to want to push that button. They're gonna say, ooh, what's up? Why is that button so different? It's so different than everything else on this page. And it's like subconsciously, they're gonna pick up on that. And then when that becomes um, the way for them to opt in for your free freebie, it just gives them one more push over the edge. So that is what um, I have for you this week to help you optimize your landing page so you can get higher conversions. And uh, if you have enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to share it with a friend and leave me a review over on iTunes. Those things really, really matter. And I will see you again in a couple of weeks. In the meantime, take care, be well. And um, this is, episode is coming out right before Thanksgiving. So I'm wishing you and your family a very, very happy Thanksgiving. I am very grateful for all of you and um, for you tuning in every week as well as your feedback. So thank you, enjoy your Thanksgiving and I'll see you soon. Take care. If you're like most people, you opened up your email this morning and you probably were greeted with a new 72 or more emails that came in overnight. When are these people emailing you? The reality is, is you look through the emails and you probably start to delete them before you even look at opening them. What if that email was yours? What if you were trying so hard to get in front of your people and all they did was hit swipe to the left to delete your email? Well, my friend, the reality is, if that's happening to you, it's because you're sending shit.
emails. And nobody wants to receive a email, which is why I've created my brand new training, Stop Sending Emails, the five things to avoid when writing your sales emails. Email is a powerful tool. It offers the highest return on investment of any other marketing strategy out there. But if you're not doing it right, your emails are not getting opened, people are not reading them, and they're not clicking on the link, which stops your sales funnel at a dead halt. There's no way to sell to someone if they're not opening, reading, and clicking on the link. So in this training, I'm gonna give you the five things that you can do to get more emails read, get more emails opened, and to get people to the next step of your sales funnel. To join me, go to alisaconnor.com forward slash email training. Sign up today. The training is coming up soon and you don't want to miss it. Again, if you're ready to stop sending emails and get right emails that people actually want to open, want to read and look forward to, join me at the training, alisaconnor.com forward slash email training.